Welcome to Finding Monster Right. Show about finding monsters, right? I can't tell you who I am. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm I'm Doctor Adam Von Doom, and I'm taking off the mask. I am disgraced former scientist Allison Homiak. Those fools at the academy, they laughed at me, but they'll see. They'll all see. Yeah, we are going to be talking this week about uh, everyone's favorite neighborhood character, me. And I'm going to be talking about something of a scientist, Spider-Man villains, and good laboratory practices. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about if Spider-Man uh, and his villains could have been saved by good laboratory practices. Now, for those who don't know... GLP, as it's known, is a set of standards that are put in place uh, by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, otherwise known as OSHA. Did I get that acronym right? I think so. Yes, nailed it. And yeah. Each one of those letters is, is, is another lab coat they put on. Right. Yes. I don't get the joke. I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinarily, I would have let that slide, but you know what? GLP is to as to uh, be open and honest and confirm everything before doing it. Okay, cross your eyes, dot your T's, fill out everything as properly should be. Absolutely, uh, GLP can also come from you know the CDC or like intra uh, corporate like standards and stuff. We don't have to get into all of that, but we do have to get into all of the Spider Man movies. Right, uh, which uh, we're sitting on a, a button right now, and uh, I think this episode lines up with the release of No Way Home. No, it does not. Oh, we, we missed it? <laughs> yeah, no, they were going to release it on the 22nd, and then they're like, just kidding, we're releasing it on the 15th again. It's a miracle. And I was like, God <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, okay. So everyone that's seen that, well, more people hypothetically have seen No Way Home now than they did a week ago. I just wanted to, I just wanted to do SEO. <laughs> I just want this podcast to get famous enough that I can meet Erica Ishii. Is that so hard to ask? <laughs> I just want to meet them. They look so fucking cool. Anyway. <laughs> Open and honest. You, uh, I, you have been a lot of things on this show. <laughs> a vampire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A masquerade. Yep, that's uh, that's only <laughs> I, so I could meet Eric Ishii. A, a 90s supervillain. Still am. Pakistan, want to try me? <laughs> and and now and now I think you're we're uncovering your true motives here as a, a a disgraced scientist. Oh yes, no, absolutely. I am a disgraced scientist. I got fired from my job at undisclosed company here uh, for being too safe. Right, and and now we're and now we're going to take our expertise and apply it to these uh the web the webheads uh, menagerie of foes. Yes, I did work at a place called the Academy, technically, but that was not the place I got fired from. That was an internship that just like wound up. I should I should look into jobs there actually. But anyway, so uh, the first scene I wanted to discuss does not involve a Spider-Man villain, unless you count Spider-Man's greatest villain himself is it uh, when he's like taking pictures of the spiders at the at the exhibits yes yeah so now it's us uh, from spider-man 1 uh 2002 yes from spider-man 2002 my first problem with this scene is that your laboratory is in a museum rotunda and not in a laboratory at the fuck all <laughs> so that's strike one <laughs> Yeah, uh, you have a bunch of uh, nose-picking high schoolers walking right through it. That too. But, like, marble floors, a bunch of pillars for no reason. Like, a horrible floor plan for a laboratory. A bunch of stuff on wheels <laughs> on a marble floor that's just spinning around the place. And you have a bunch of nose-picking high schoolers walking through it. Nobody 
No the fuck, buddy. Is wearing personal protective equipment. Not only that, they're also, they're not paying attention to what's going on in their own, like, science experiments and exhibits. No. Because the spider is broken out, and the high schoolers are the ones that pointed out. Well, we'll get there, but first. Oh, okay. Sorry. Pop quiz, hotshot. Oh! So, should the visiting high schoolers also be wearing personal protective equipment, and if so, what should they be wearing? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I think it depends on what classification that we're protecting this area from. So I'll, you know, kind of flat say hairnets, goggles, and uh, lab coat, maybe even gloves. Okay, so you got most of that right. Uh, hairnets, I don't know if that's strictly necessary, but long hair should at least be tied back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking safety goggles, not just prescription glasses, safety goggles. Lab coats, yes, even for the, even for the visiting uh, kids, you should have spares or disposables. Nitrile gloves. Now, this one I never understand because it's such good shorthand for scientists and you'd never see it in these movies. And, uh, oh, uh, that, that's everything. Oh, except for one thing. Masks. Wear a mask. <laughs> oh, they got to they gotta mask up. Yes, you have to mask <laughs> up, especially if you are working with, as the scientists so often are, aerosols. Even then, don't wear a regular mask. Like, that, you need a respirator if you're working with aerosols because there is always the risk of a containment breach. Treat the gun as if it's always loaded. Treat the danger as if it's always coming to kill you. Yes. And uh, I think aerosols might be the the undoing of many of the uh, villains on this list. Yes. So to go through that spider bite scene in the museum batory, uh, bit by bit. So the guide says that there are 32,000 species of spider in the order Aranae divided into three suborders. Now, I did work in an entomology lab, so it should be Aranier, but okay. Uh, the current number of described species is now more like 50,000, and two of those suborders have been merged, if Wikipedia is anything to go by. Okay, well, I mean, this is also 2002. Yes. And yeah, so uh, some of that's forgivable. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Even the Aranier thing, like, you know, pronunciations are... All these words are made up. It's okay if you slip up a little. I get what you mean. So, this is the most advanced electron microscope on the eastern seaboard, says Peter Parker. I have worked with a scanning electron microscope Mm. on the eastern seaboard, no less. Oh, damn. Was it this one? Do you recognize it? Uh, This one does look way better than the one that I worked with. Uh, grading on a curve there because I did work with it again 14 years after this movie was made. Uh, sure. Although the one I worked with was like, it worked until it didn't, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. It's and But uh, I, either way, that this should be part of like a please touch museum for the, for any old kid to just kind of walk in. Exactly. No, you should not take a high school field trip past it. This is not the kind of machine where you just slap it on the side and it works. This is the kind of machine where it's like, oh, three milligrams of dust got into it. We have to ship it to Arizona to get fixed <laughs> because a previous uh, lab tech who worked here had us set up an Alienware PC to run the stupid thing and it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> Well, there you go. It did look green and like light up in a cool way, though. Uh, Alienware, <laughs> I, I mean, it, we're talking Spider-Man movies. Alienware, I think, is the next two. Mm. Oh, true. Uh, the, I do want to say the spider taxonomy in this scene mostly holds up. Oh, that's good. So the flat huntsman spider, Delena uh, cancerides, does indeed have the ability to jump to catch its prey. It also, and I learned this while verifying this information is a social animal that shares prey with other members of its species. Very Spider-Man-like. Oh, yeah, he just rips off a piece, throws it to someone else. Yeah, that's community. You you know, you mess with one Delena Cancerides, you mess with all of the Delena Cancerideses. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, he's, it's a subclass of the Toretto family. True, yeah. 
These terrariums that the spiders are in should have some kind of substrate or at least be lined with newspaper. It does look cool when you shoot it for a movie. It is bad for the spiders. Maybe if the spider was in a more comfortable exhibit, it wouldn't feel the need to escape so much. <laughs> are, we, are we at that part now? Yes, that is. <laughs> if they had followed good laboratory practices, first off, the spider might not have escaped, which would have stopped all of this nonsense from going on. Uh, no researcher believes that spiders have precognition. That part is made up. No spiders change colors as a defense mechanism. Some crab spiders can change to the color of the flower they're hiding on, but the process takes days and is mostly done to hide from prey, not predators. Uh, to do if this movie had been made about 15 years later, they would have mentioned CRISPR a lot. And I think they might have in The Amazing Spider-Man, but I didn't really pay attention to that one as much. So here's, here's where the big fuck up happens. I suppose the biggest one is the fact that they put their lab in a museum rotunda and again, not a laboratory at all. Yeah, okay, uh, that's, that's the capital letter one. What's our lowercase here? Mary Jane, who, by the way, is wearing far too low cut a top. <laughs> and that should cover, that should go up to the neck. Mm. Also, like, I didn't check, but I'm pretty sure some of these students have open-toed shoes, which is basically like sh coming into my house and shooting me in the face. Like, that is not good lab safety at all. Yeah, no, you learn that in chemistry class, not to, to bring that, that nonsense here. Closed-toed shoes, long sleeves, long pants, all of that. Uh, and her hair is uh, just out and about, too. Absolutely not tied back, no. Nor is the guide's... The guide isn't following up personal protective equipment... No one is doing that. So mm -hmm. Mary Jane points out that one of the 15 spiders is missing. The guide responds, I guess the researchers are working on that one. Fired. <laughs> Fired immediately. You do not guess anything. You ask if someone's working on that specimen. Hey, Terry, do you know if anyone's working on specimen X49J, whatever the fuck? And oh, I don't know. I don't think I am. Nope, not me. Hey, guys, we're all in the same room for no reason. Is anyone... Working on specimen XJ9, whatever the fuck. My life as a teenage robot, I guess. That hasn't come out yet, so it doesn't count. It's 2002. Nope. Not working on XJ9 over here. Not working on it over here either. None over here, boss. Yeah, so I, I, I see where this is going. Is that, like, this is... If something's, if something's amiss, you don't assume. You uh, stop and repair. Yes, the scientifically important... Very expensive, potentially dangerous specimen is unaccounted for. This is a problem. This is a, we need to, like, douse everybody in some kind of, like, I don't know, I guess like an aerosolized uh, rubbing alcohol, like something that'll knock the spider unconscious without hurting human skin. Uh, mm. But, like, you know, we need to do full lockdown. It doesn't help that this building is the least securable location I've ever seen because, again, it is a museum rotunda, which is specifically made to connect to other places and not to be shut off like a laboratory would. Yeah, right. So you, uh, there's no... Um, this is not sterile. There, there's no lockdown. There's no VHP. No. We're, yeah. It might just be open air. Like, it might not even, like, connect. It might. You might be able to just, like, walk in directly from the outside through, like, one set of automatic doors into the laboratory, <laughs> like... Well, it, it's funny, because the, the spider drops down. So that means he was up there, and who knows, like, what he's done in between going from the case to there. You know what? You're right. He had spun a web, like, a big web. That that <laughs> takes, like, hours to do. And it's the... Right. It's like the field trip... So they're probably there in the morning because most field trips are going to be over by about one or so so they can get back to school in time for the buses. So this spider has been up there for at least one day. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, really, uh... No, this field trip never should have happened. No, not at all. They should have gotten to the door and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't go in. A spider broke out. And we've been trying to locate it. Yes. No one's allowed in the museum. Yes, that would have been that would have been the right call. And then worst case scenario, you have to call in an exterminator and terminate the specimen. Well, I yes, that is the worst case scenario, but I mean the implications are that the worst case scenario is that everyone dies in the parade. I suppose right? so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh but 
Yeah, let's let's move on. Peter also should have reported that spider bite immediately. I know he's an awkward team, but everyone in the lab, even a visitor, has to follow standard operating procedure. He's a smart kid. Yeah. We've learned that already in this film. Ah, I've been bitten by a spider. That's probably fine. We'll say, though, that spider bite is an accurate depiction because it has two puncture holes. Spiders have two fangs. If you see nice. something and it doesn't have two little puncture holes, not a spider bite. Spider bites are massively overreported. Oh, got it. No one has died of a black widow bite in over a hundred years. Fun fact. And let's keep it that way. Yeah. Could that spider have pierced a nitrile glove, though? Uh, actually, you know what? That is a good point. I mean, regardless of the specimen escaping idea, I think it's strong enough to bite through a glove, right? It's got super strength. Oh, yeah, it does have super strength. I was thinking, like, it would get gummied up on the fangs. Like, it's not a question of how strong the glove is, but how, like, flexible it is. Yeah, there you go. Like, it might not have broken the skin. <laughs> so, uh, but who knows if that would be sufficient protection? Yes, so good laboratory practices could have saved Peter Parker from his greatest villain himself. Moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. So, I, I did watch the scene where he becomes the goblin, and I found it by... I found all these scenes by just going to YouTube and typing in becomes goblin. And the first one was this scene. <laughs> That's, I mean, that makes sense. Yes. Becomes lizard becomes. You see, you see a video of, uh, of Willem Dafoe being born. Yeah. Ah, I'm the world is big. Why, why does my child look like that? Why does my child look 40? He's fine, honey. Says, uh, says, a. uh, uh smoke demon from the nether pit yeah so uh he he does uh, he works for oscorp who's has an army contract and uh their current pro uh, other projects because of a, fa a glider failure have gone uh, like you know wiped the books clean and gone back to formula which uh he does not like he has sacrificed a lot for this company no yeah and so he uh insists on practice um the formula being used on himself yes now obviously you don't just jump straight to a human trial without even any non-clinical animal trials, but the movie already knows that, so we can move on. Yeah, yes, that's bad. Yeah. So I want the movie knows it, so that's good. Yeah, I want to talk about the quote: "Risks are part of laboratory science." That's right, Norman. Yeah, actually, that's true. Specifically, they are the parts we avoid. <laughs> Norman, <laughs> they're the do not do parts. Yes, much like how accidentally cutting off a person's spleen is a part of an appendectomy. Risks are a part of laboratory science. Sure, fine. Now, if his little partner there, first off, it's cool that he has a partner. He's working late. It's at night. He should have somebody watching him. I think we, I think we uh, avoid this in later villains. Yes. They kind of go off on their own, and that's uh, part of their downfall. Yeah. Now, if this guy is serious, two weeks is actually an amazing turnaround where he says, like, uh, give me two weeks and we can start real human trials with medical staff and, like, a willing volunteer and stuff. Like, two yeah. weeks? That's amazing. I don't disagree. Of course, like, fast... I, I, think, I, think, I think that a lot of red tape has to be cut first. But that, that's what he's, he's encouraged to do. Yeah, he might be cutting corners, but, like, it sounds like he wants to cut fewer corners than what Norman wants to do at the moment. And, honestly, would it take, would it take two weeks to just shutter the entire company? Can they do that? I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, he was hoping for a little more leeway from the our, this the decision from up, up above. Mm. And maybe maybe there's like a filibuster period there before it gets fully shut down. But Norman's kind of I think he's been up around the block a little bit. He knows that when they say it's going down, it's going down. I made too many enemies here. It's going down. So this laboratory space is very poorly lit. Right, uh, it's it's just lit, lit by green, right? It's not even lit by green. It's just very dark. Like, it's... <laughs> it's like, there's not much light at all. And I don't know if for sure that's... Uh, if that's, like, a GLP violation, but I think it is. I'm less sure about the all-green floor. But regardless of whether or not the green floor is or is not a violation of, like... I don't know, I guess that would be architectural in nature uh yeah technically yeah yes it's architectural but uh floorings are installed by people that aren't like responsible for the equipment in there and they, uh, there's usually an epoxy mix 
that that's what you see you see often. Mm-hmm. It, it's a mix because it's got a bunch of different like little colors and spots in it, so that if you drop something, you can s- spot it immediately. Yes. If you drop something green on this floor, then you it's hard to tell. Exactly. Yeah, and they are specifically unlike real scientists, they are definitely working with something that is exactly the same color as their bright green floor. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Bad call. Yeah. So there's the quote that he says before he drinks something. 40,000 years of evolution, and we've only managed to unlock something, something about the vast potential of human... Okay, whatever. Anatomically modern humans have been around for about 300,000 years. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out where the 40,000 number comes from, because that's such a specific number. (laughs) Yeah, is that... Well, he would know. He was was around during that time. That's... that's I I, I think it was the wheel. It might have been... Well, I did find something. It makes sense if you're counting from the extinction of Neanderthals until now, Ooh, I, which is not how evolution works. I mean, that, that's a very goblin <laughs> mindset. It's like, all right, we're the last one left. Let's get down to work business. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't work perfectly because we've been around for 300,000 years and for 40,000 of those years, we've been alone. I see what you're saying. It's not like the March of Progress where it goes like, all right, Australopithecus from 1 million to 800,000, then Homo habilis from 800,000 to whatever, then Homo erectus from whatever to whatever else, then Neanderthals from whatever to 40,000 to people today. You. That's right, Billy. Like, all of those human species and Australopithecus, sorry, that we've, uh, that, <laughs> that was rude to Australopithecus. But all of those species, yeah, how dare you? All those genera and species and such, they aren't like a line that goes, it's not like Pokemon evolution. It's not like they're our polywag. You know, they are our cousins. These are all separate, uh, separate trees in the orchard. These are like our twins that we absorbed in utero, is a better metaphor. <laughs> Actually, uh, that makes a lot of sense because of the, you know, how we've kind of taken 80, 80 bits of some of our DNA is Neanderthal. Yeah. Speaking of taking itty yeah, bitty so. bits of DNA. So, Norman, entirely do not throw an expended vial of bioreactive chemicals on the ground, Norman. That goes in the sharps <laughs> container. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the fucking, just slams it. <laughs> I am. There's gonna be goblin ants running around. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the all the insects in this world. In this world, no one really pays attention to. Yeah, I think I kind of want to see a bu- a bug's life in the Raymond movie in the uh, um, in the Raimi verse. In the Raimi verse, yeah. yeah. So now here's a thought: Norman and his friend, they do not have their lab coats buttoned. They do not have masks. They do not have nitrile gloves. They do not have safety goggles. And it's about to get worse, kids, because Norman just takes off his shirt fully to do this test. I have no idea why it would require him to take off his shirt, but not his pants. And I think he just did that to be crazy. <laughs> yes, he just takes one little shot of this thing and he's ready to go. Yeah. So- he, he, he is loopy and off it. But uh, this is like, it's a two-step process, right? He drinks the goo. He gets the goo in him, then he then he stands in the, the chamber, right? First the goo, then the gas. So no one wiped down anything before using this equipment, before like strapping in Norman into this thing. No one, no one ran this with alcohol and bleach or anything like that, which like, I'm treating this kind of like a biological safety cabinet because that's what I'm familiar with. But I guess it's not that either. Yeah, BSCs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know BSCs. Yeah, uh, uh, it, I mean, if it if it was, it'd be exhausting because it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, shoot the air back into the space that you're researching. Yeah. So how do you know that some unaccounted for residue of some previous experiment that no one the fuck wiped up isn't to blame for this whole thing going tits up? Actually, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I guess uh, the, in the third movie, uh, this is kind of recreated in uh, part way. Hmm. But yeah, no, I I agree that he's not he's not doing this very cleanly. No. So this is an absolutely wasteful way to administer a gaseous agent. Coming up, you just stand in a chamber and a bunch of gas flows in. Why would you not use a ventilator? Why would you not like put? We've all been to the dentist. This is a visual thing that we all understand. Just put a thing on the face and then like insert the gas that way. Well, I think you just answered your own question. This is this is a visual thing. <laughs> put the gas in the gas hole. 
<laughs> you don't. It's, humans come with three whole gas holes. Why do you need to just put him in a gas bubble and just fill it up with gas? That's not like how it works. They're very precise too. Like it, it, they're not like <laughs> located on opposite ends of the body. Like they're all in the same ballpark. Yeah, that's that's encephalization, baby. We got that sorted in the Cambrian period. So I question the usefulness of using a CGI model of a chamber filling up with gas as a means of measuring how much gas is being filled in the chamber right in front of you that you can see with your eyes. You can also uh, not really control how much there is about and I, I, well. This is another thing in ventilation where you you want to make sure that there's like kind of laminar uh, the the flow is laminar. Hmm. It's not all over the place. When you're just putting a person into a chamber, there's no control over how much of this gas he's getting at any time. Exactly, yes. It's it's not steady, it's not continuous. It's just, you know, nonsense. Yeah, who knows how much he's getting? This is not good. Like, none of this is good testing, and I can tell, because there's three electrodes that are on his torso, right? Or, like, three or four of them that are attached there. And they measure, according to the screens, the following uh, <laughs> data points. Would you like to hear them? Yes. So the things being measured, the stats being measured, are strength potential, muscle density, agility, visual acuity, three electrodes on the chest, by the way, sensory organs... <laughs> He's growing noses. My God. Reflexes, intelligence, synaptic relay performance, healing potential, and bone mass. How would you even quantify those data literally at all? This is, this is also the worst uh, TTRPG I've played. How is the most necessary character sheet. How are they measuring visual acuity if there aren't sensors in his eyes? Because the gas is opaque, fam. Like... Yeah, I like how strength and muscles are separate. Strength potential, muscle muscle density, reflexes, intelligence, and synaptic relay performance are all separate. Nervous based, right? Yeah, they're They're all all like on the same family. I would say synaptic relay performance in the spinal cord and in the brain. I would use those as proxies for reflexes and intelligence. There are whole fields of study and pedagogy and stuff about, like, how to measure intelligence. You certainly can't just put, like, three electrodes on a person's chest and then, like, watch the intelligence meter go up when you fill him with green gas in the least efficient way possible. No. No. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that we're uh, we're breaking a few of our, our standards in this facility. And not only that, I think this facility... <laughs> doesn't function as a scientist lab anymore. No, especially not at the point where... So, Norman starts going catatonic, and uh, his partner runs right in while there's still visibly <laughs> gas in the chamber. No. No, absolutely no. not. You put on a hazmat suit or at least a respirator, you animal. And do not open the chamber before it is fully ventilated, even if he dies. I don't care that you love him. I know how I know that Willem Dafoe has a huge dick. I know that about him. They was it caused they had to use a dick double in one of his movies because the director was like, Willem, your dick is too big. People are gonna be like, oh my god, what? It's a real story. You can look that up. Maybe that's why he didn't take off his pants. Yeah, no. Maybe he was maybe he was being safe after all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to scare people with his confusingly large penis. <laughs> why do you, As it was described. People would be like, why does he need to be a villain? He's got it set. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, well, there you have it. Uh, yeah, his, his little buddy isn't following the protocols either. Oh, his friend. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of... Yes, no. Speaking of objects that are longer than they are wide, it's time to talk about Dr. Octopus. Uh, so, uh, Nor- uh, Otto Octavius, uh, he, uh, he's a, you know, he, he studied physics. Mm-hmm. Phys- he's a physicist. Uh, he, he created the, the power of the sun in the palm of his hand. A fusion reactor, which he cre- has um, four metal tentacles that can kind of operate around it. <laughs> And so he can, can kind of uh, control it, work in the same area as it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do know that he, something that the last uh, movie was missing, he wears goggles. 
He does, yes. Unfortunately, everyone watching you unleash the power of the sun <laughs> should also have those goggles. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, now this demonstration scene where he, like, uh, has the arms, like, attached to him and, uh, and like, he demonstrates his, his marvelous machine that uh, Harry Osborn funded. It doesn't take place in a lab, so no complaints there. Uh, I didn't really pay too much attention to the GLP in this one because they're not in an L. Uh, still unsafe, though, obviously, massively. And as we see throughout the scene, uh, entirely un- unsafe. Yeah. Despite his claims. Now, I don't know if this counts as uh, as GMP or just not being an idiot. Good manufacturing practices or just not being an idiot. <laughs> Why did he give the arms the capability of taking control of you in the first place? Like, uh, this yeah. is the inhibitor chip that keeps the arms from taking over me. Why was that a problem, Otto? Uh, he installed the chip because of artificial intelligence, I believe. He made the arms smart. Why did you do that, Otto? What is the I, point of that, Otto? I, I think canonically it's so that they can react faster than he might even be able to. Why do they have to connect to your brain then, Otto? Why don't you uh, just That's have the part that doesn't make sense. <laughs> why, why, why can't they just be smart on their own? Why do you have to plug them into yourself? And also, so his plan is he's going to use the arms and his goggles and no mask. But honestly, I don't think that's... I don't think that's going to do much anyway at this point, but... Strips down to his wife beater. Strips down to his wife beater, which is maybe the wildest, most chaotic name for a shirt that the human English language has. So... What? He creates yeah, or in a, his case, the wife face glasser. Yeah. He creates a unshielded fusion reaction. And at this point, I'm judging for safety. Folks, I gotta say... Just a fusion reaction happening 20 feet away from you is maybe the least safe thing that there is in, like, the universe, you know? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, you can get close enough to the sun and you'll be okay, right? I mean, yeah, if close enough is 93 million miles. <laughs> the sun can't hurt you with its own fusion reactions right now from our planet. <laughs> By just going outside, right? So you're you're safe from that. Even that is shielded by, like, the atmosphere and the magnetosphere and ozone and stuff. Like, this is just yes. 20 feet. I guess, okay, I guess there is something that is less safe uh, than a fusion reaction happening 20 feet away from you. What is that? Uh, half a worm style, a fusion reaction happening 10 feet away from you. <laughs> Which is... The right, right. So, uh, to answer the question, yes... Otto should have shut it off. Just like the meme, teens. Am I cool yet? I don't understand TikTok. But, like, am I cool, teens? Stop making fun of me when I walk, teens. Just, like, walking around the city. And, like, some teen was riding on his bicycle on, like, a wheelie. And I, like, looked at him weird. And then he just said, rada rada at me and kept going. And I was like, is, like, the guy from Chowder big on TikTok? (laughs) Spider-Man 3. Okay, got it. Yeah, Spider-Man 3. So, uh, yeah, you know that guy from How It Should Have Ended who's like, here's a bright idea. Why don't you go out and check if it's a bird? Uh, 100% right, right? He is the mascot for this episode, yes. <laughs> yes. Flint Marco falling into the, the test chamber with a bunch of sand and them and the scientists going like, you know, ah, it's probably a bird, <laughs> is categorically the, the, wor- the worst practice. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard someone say. At least they're working in the laboratory and not a museum. Right, and they are uh, isolated from everyone else, right? They're not, this isn't happening in the, you know, the middle of downtown. Right, yeah. I've worked at a laboratory in a museum, and you know what? The labs are behind the scenes. They're not in the middle of the rotunda. <laughs> right, so, uh, what, 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 do you know what process they're doing? Uh, no. What they're trying out? I'm a biologist, okay. not a... Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm a biologist. I'm a disgraced former biologist, not a disgraced former physicist. All right. Well, anyway, it's reboot time. The Amazing Spider-Man. So, once again, absolutely no one is wearing proper PPE. 
Right. Uh, Unbutton lab coats, no gloves, no masks, no goggles, no fucking wonder so many people turn into crazy animal mutants in these fucking movies. Hang on, uh, they're pretty heavy on lab coats in this, in this movie, right? Unbuttoned lab coats. You may as well not be wearing one. Mm. Also, isn't Gwen wearing a skirt in that scene? <laughs> yeah, I, yes. At least that should be floor-length skirt. That should not be... No. Gwen, everyone, did, everyone here is wrong, but you are too. I, they corrected a couple things that you pointed out. Um, so slightly, it, um, yeah. What was it? Uh, Peter goes to Oscorp, uh, and he like, kind of pretends to be an intern, and he gets a tour around. And all these labs are behind the scenes, at least. Yeah, but, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Which, I mean, that's a security violation, but like the movie knows that, so that's fine. Yeah, the movie's fully aware that he's not supposed to go off on his own and sneak into back rooms and walk into spiderweb machines. I don't know why there's a spiderweb machine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not supposed to go to the spider jungle gym. The, the spider is, rave jungle gym room? <laughs> that has zero alarms between it and the outside world. Also really bad lighting for no reason. Yeah, I uh, just... Uh, 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 hang on, there is a... If I'm recalling correctly, we watched this movie together a couple months ago. Uh, he has a he steals a card that can get get ransom access into a couple places. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so okay. Uh, beyond that, though, it's just a room with a bunch of ding ding, ding spiders in it. That uh, that I believe how should have been. It also pointed out like why why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why would I think it was a good idea? <laughs> Wait, was there a uh, like a gowning room, like a a room in between where the like a room in between the hallway and the spider room where you could like put on PPE and stuff? I, you know, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there were people in the background that had a couple more layers of PPE on. So I'm gonna say that yes, they had an airlock of sorts that they can gown up in. It's better, but it's still not good. No. So the villain of this film, right? Is uh, Doctor Kirk Connors, otherwise known as the Lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is a lizard. He is a herpetologist and an amputee. He is missing an arm. Uh, this character was also used in in Spider Man Two and Three, which kind of sucks mm. because it's like, all right, you're gonna be. Don't worry, your movie's coming. Just you wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then like year, years pass, the the fourth movie doesn't happen, and now it's an entirely different guy. Hmm. So this guy walks into, like, walks in front of a bunch of uh, people and just says, Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Connors, and before you ask, yes, I'm a southpaw, because he's missing his right arm. What? I mean, like, right? the, the amount of nervous laughter that I would have in that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those where it's like, uh, do people really ask you that? Dr. Connors. No, I don't think so. Are people really that much of an asshole? Homeboy really has a lot of internalized ableism, I guess, because the next thing he says is, I'm not a cripple, I'm a scientist, which, Jesus, I fully, no. Do we we know in canon why he doesn't have an arm? Uh, The lizard ate it, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Nom, 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 delicioso. This is very so, big. Uh, I just realized this is very big early transition me energy. <laughs> I would do this all the time where I'd be like, I I remember like being like, uh, hi, my name's Allie, but my real name is Allison. Cue nervous laughter. Like as if the real name is like the dead name, but like it's the name that I chose. And like, fucking, you know what? It's not cool. I'm sorry for all that. Yeah, it's very much like a cutting someone off like before... They like they even cared. Yeah. Hey, uh, but, teens, uh, don't I, do that. Don't do that. Cool. Yeah, don't do that, teens. Rada rada. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. And ride a bike normal. It's fun either way. Uh, uh, so uh, apparently he was a he was a veteran. He was a surgeon who was enlisted with the army, and he lost his arm in battle. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, that's not so. cool. I guess. I guess that's very bad. But so. A guy named Ratha, which I forget. Is he Dr. Ratha? Mr. Ratha? Ratha Ratha? Oh, fuck no. The teen's back. <laughs> I I do not know this character. Those this teens character. on the bicycles laughed at me, but they'll see. <laughs> oh, no. Are, are we, like, slowly going through, like, what went wrong so you can... Are you taking notes? 
Is that what this is? <laughs> Taking back the night. So if Dr. Connors had just told Mr. or Dr. Ratha that he couldn't jump right to human trials, this wouldn't have happened. Dr. Ratha's like, oh, good. Your, uh, the non-clinical animal trials worked. Let's jump right to human trials. And Dr. Connors is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We haven't, it just happened. Like, we just got a good thing mm-hmm. from the animals. We don't know for sure that there's no long-term effects yet. Let's not jump right to human trials. And Mr. Roth is like, bullshit. Do it now or you're fired. And like... So kind of the antithesis of Norman Osborne. Yes. <laughs> However, I will say that usually a... What's the phrase look for? Uh, ethically correct scientist would say, okay, fire me then. I can't, I'm not doing this. Right. Well, right? the CDC, the FDA, OSHA, literally every single regulatory agency would be on this dude's ass in 30 seconds if you were to spill the beans. Got it. Just threaten to do that. Just say, hey, no, I'm not moving forward with human trials until we know this is safe. And if you try and push me on this or try to fire me, I will literally bring down every fucking government whoosie what's it in the tri-state area on you right now. Yeah, no, he he lawyers up an easy case. Like, you know, no problem. Yeah, no, and like any good boss, any good laboratory manager or whatever Roth's job is will like fold to that and be like, okay, 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 okay. Oh, no, you're, you're right. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want Oscorp to go out of business. Right. So... He can't do anything legally. He could have you assassinated and replace you with someone who's, like, a piece of shit. That's about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> sounds, like, uh, sounds like he's the weak link in this chain. Yeah. Now, a non-clinical trial is a trial in that is not curative, that is not medicinal in nature. A clinical trial is a trial of a drug or some sort of uh, product that is on someone who is being treated. So does Dr. Connor's self-test or the test that he performed on that mouse that didn't have an arm, does that count as a clinical trial? Hmm. If so, that is GCP, not GLP. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so this is a little out of my field here. Okay. Uh, first of all, I <laughs> I, I want to hope that, that that lab mouse <laughs> was born with three limbs. Um, In my heart of hearts... <laughs> I, I hope and pray. In the words of noted <laughs> philanderer John Mulaney, you hope it was a miracle, but it probably wasn't. I'm going to voice spider pig. <laughs> I, I, I see where you're getting at here, where it's like, okay, his lab might be up to up to snuff, except for his boss. and uh, But him, you know, just going right to this on himself in this way. Is that the lab? I don't know. No. So one of the most important lab safety tips, always have a partner. No partner. Uh, Osborne got that right. Connor's got it wrong. Yep. If you have to work by yourself, particularly at night, tell security. Have somebody watching you who knows you're there. If no one knows you're there, you are not being safe. You're going to die. And that's, I mean, that's hap- what happens in the movie. All those things. Yeah. Because he like wakes up and he's like, oh shit, I don't know what happened. What, is, what kind of scientist are you? You're not f- recording anything? Yeah. You you record little, like, monologue videos of yourself later. Why not do that for the test, Chief? Oh, those are those are autobiographically. He's kind of, like, wants the Nobel Prize, but he doesn't want to, like, put all the, the like, work in. Yeah. So, obviously, then uh, Dr. Connors becomes a lizard man, and he, like, starts hulking out into a lizard man, and he sets up a new laboratory, and it's inside a sewer, and it's covered in lizards. Now, a sewer is not a suitable place for a laboratory, literally in any way at all. Nor is it a good place for lizards. Why are you in the sewer? Where'd you get all these different kinds of lizards from? There's not that many kind of lizards in New York. Are you saying that he should be he should be commanding rats instead? He should be arrested for lizard larceny. Lassertine larceny. That, that is a, wow. A pun that's never been used. Do you think that do you think that snake showed up? Like when we put the call out? He's just like, get out of here. <laughs> Snakes are phylogenetically a kind of lizard. I don't like your kind. Cladistically, I'm one of you. Yeah, okay, so bad stuff. Uh, aerosols also play a role in his, uh, his attack on the city. Oh, yeah, he's going to disperse an aerosol over the entire city of New York and all the people and animals that live in it. Now... 
again, this is a terrible way to do business. Right. I I don't know. It's open air. There's no, like, lid on New York. No. No. This is... This won't result in... I mean, it's the same reason why it's safer to not wear a mask outside versus inside with COVID. Like, it's... I don't think this would actually turn anyone into a lizard. <laughs> it all just goes into the air. Well, is it heavier than air, this substance? Mm, uh, that's a good point. I, I, uh, he sprays a couple guards with it early on. I don't see if it kind of, like, sinks to the floor. Honestly, I think... Because if that's the case, then, like, if he sprays it wide enough, then it kind of falls like a curtain. I think the way to do this is to, like, make it pathogenic. Like, use a viral vector to introduce the DNA. Just, like, you know, lizard COVID, basically, I'm saying. Yeah, I and I don't disagree. Like, that's how it, that's how it goes. <laughs> People be- <laughs> you don't even have to worry about Spider-Man. Like, he can't stop that. Yeah, no one can stop lizard COVID. People will be like, I'm not going to wear a mask because of my freedom. I need heat and insects. Oh, where's a big rock? Where's a big rock? Uh, I'm going to own the libs by sunning myself for hours. <laughs> Cutting off your own tail to own the libs. <laughs> Eating your own shed skin to own the libs. <laughs> <laughs> Licking your own eyes to own the lips. I can keep doing this. Lizards are fun. Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, every time I think of one, you, you crab it. I know more about like, lizards than most people. So that uh, works both ways. I know more about lizards than most people know about lizards, and I know more about lizards than I know about most people. Uh, well, let's talk about some other animals uh, outside of the lizard genome. Sure, uh, let's fine. Talk about electric, electric eels. Shaking like an electric eel. All right, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Max mm-hmm. Dillon is a worker at Oscorp, a scientist, you see, of some sort. His name is Max because of power. Yep. So uh, his problem is have a partner or tell security you'll be working late. This is a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, he gets a late. He kind of gets a late day assi- assignment on his birthday, no less. Very to inve- investigate like a power failure that's happening over a giant uh, tank of electric eels. Yeah, and when he's emotionally compromised like that, that's a perfect time to have like someone in the lab with you, working with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a an electrician, right? I don't. Uh, he, he. I don't think he's or an ele- a full on electric engineer. Yeah, I think he's an engineer proper. I, I don't think. Well, here's the thing. So. He sees damaged equipment in his laboratory, and he goes to take a look at it, and he calls someone named Gilbert uh, to shut off the power to the area, which, good, 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 good yes. answer, guess. So he calls Gilbert, and Gilbert's like, forget it, Max, I'm out the door, sorry, bud. Who's in charge of Gilbert's job, then? <laughs> I agree. If the answer is no one, Max should immediately leave, not do it himself, quote-unquote. This is not a safe laboratory environment anymore. This is a chaos zone. You have to exit. This is Jurassic Park now. Run. Yeah, it's like, what are the... If if no one's there to work the power, then no one cares if the power's on. Therefore, it's okay if he leaves until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, even by that logic. Like, like you, you see where I'm going. So, if yeah, if there should be someone underneath Gilbert's. If not... Leave and come back when Gilbert's back. Yeah, who has... And say you could do it because he wasn't there. Who has Gilbert's like, night shift? Yeah, no, this isn't a, you know, oh, I'll rough I'll rough through this one and do it myself. Yeah. So... That, that's how you get an electro. Why is there no roof on this eel tank is my question. <laughs> why is there a tank of eels? Why are there multiple eels, like a lot of eels, sharing a tank that is entirely too small for that many fish? Why do the moray eels have electric powers? Because they're not electric eels. They don't look like how electric eels look like. They're just eels that are electric. Are they like hybrids themselves? Why do they make an, a moray eel have electric eel powers? Is it just like for looks? And like an electric eel, more like a catfish, really. It's it's basically a long catfish rather than a proper eel. And also, why does getting shocked by electric eels turn you into an electricity man? Right. Uh, I've explained this to you before, the um, the origins of Electro in the comic books. Yes, I, uh, th- during the Spider-Man 3, when that was uh, when that was first airing, 
Uh, they had like a lot of like tie-in comics for a bunch of different Spider-Man villain origin stories, and one of them was Electro, and he was some guy who was fixing a power line, a telephone wire. <laughs> And he got struck by lightning at the same time, so he got shocked from two different shocks, and that made him the shockiest shock to ever shock. <laughs> Which is, yeah, in the in the Marvel universe, it's like, okay, if there's lightning involved, like all the all bets are off. Mm. <laughs> like, like that's some Thor shit. That's some Asgard magic. Like, I can accept that lightning striking means that uh, things go magically. Like, you know, you become mutated. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in this, this world of sci- science fiction of the Spider-Man movies, yeah, there's nothing you can do to an electric eel that can make someone turn into an electro storm ball, right? And fix their teeth, <laughs> and like, and then make them hot make if they them go in glasses anymore, and then make them hot if they go into a more financially successful universe in twenty years. <laughs> right. So, so all those things line up, and this is a. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I think I think the tank is getting to the tank is bad, mm-hmm. and what happens from the tank is also bad. Yes. So then, uh, then Max gets kidnapped or gets captured, and uh, I think we can just absolutely write off every experiment performed on an unwilling human being, especially by anyone named Doctor Kafka. <laughs> the guy's name is Doctor Kafka. He's just experimenting on Max while listening to classical music. The classical music, though, pretty on brand. I got to say, that's pretty accurate to scientists, although it's more likely to just be like, you know, Doctor Strange has like that earth, wind and fire playing while he's doing surgery. I've seen that done. Uh, You know, what's really big with scientists, though. Uh, What's that? Sea shanties. Oh, really? Every scientist I've ever met has loved uh, sea shanties. And for the life of me, I can't figure out what the common thread here is. Hmm. I mean, I I could see someone that, like, if they really have a go-to, like, theme or anthem or, or a bit like that, something that they've listened to a, a lot of times and know inside out, uh, then going, that might calm them and get them into a good mindset if they're doing actual, you know, uh, like, a procedure that requires their full focus. Yeah. No, for so, sure. I, I I mean, I, I get behind that entirely. But, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh... What Kafka's go-to method is. I mean, presumably turning into a giant bug. <laughs> right. So, uh, something about the goblin, and then, again, I, I forget whatever. He shouldn't have put goblin juice in his body. That was a bad call. That's that's uh, personal protective equipment, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Starting with the eel, mentioning goblin, and, like, just going into the basement that Oscorp has with all their, like, villain gear... It's like they they are, I think in the amazing movies, they're no longer functionally like science anymore. Yeah, no. They have, they're full just villain factory. Yeah, this movie is a mess. And you know what that means? It's reboot time again. Oh, we want to talk about the vulture in, uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming? No, he's not a scientist. Doesn't work in a laboratory. Okay, so we'll go to Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. Not a scientist. Doesn't work in a laboratory. Where does that leave us? That leaves us with Spider-Man No Way Home, a movie that does have some scenes that take place in a laboratory. Okay. I don't really have many notes, uh, but pretty okay. Yeah. Some PPE <laughs> is an improvement over no PPE, and in the scene where they're like doing all their science stuff, like in any given scene, they'll be wearing at least one piece of personal protective equipment. Like either Tobey <laughs> Maguire has safety goggles on, or Tom Holland has nitrile gloves. Uh, Andrew Garfield rocks that lab coat pretty much the whole time, and God fucking shit, he looks so good in it. Fuck, I want a piece of that Garf so bad. I was talking about this the whole time we were watching the amazing movies. You know this. Yes. <laughs> you want to gar- You want to Garf some Garf? Slice, slice me off a piece of that lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I know he hates Mondays, but sorry, I have nothing else. I know he hates. Garfield hate, I know he wait, hates Mondays, wait, but I'm Garfield kills spiders, right? He does kill something spiders. to think about, huh? Okay, that's interesting. He does kill spiders a lot. So Mark Webb directed his movies too. Just throwing it all out there. Hmm. These are all on the wall with uh, thumbtacks in them. Yeah, you know, is it any coincidence that the movie with the lab scenes that come closest to being appropriate OSHA compliant? also has the most scientific success. Oh, 
They just put on a bunch of... Le- they, this is the only movie where nitrile gloves have ever made a fucking appearance. And they make like six villain cures in ten minutes. Right. Uh, and I, I would agree with you. Yeah, they they successfully complete their formulas and and knock it all out in, in, a, in a, you know, <laughs> what call it? a lunch period. Yeah. Now, so, uh, yeah, uh, and they're heroes, I think is the other important thing to point out. We're talking about the multiple Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, uh, they are the good guys, and they use good practices, and they have good success. Great success, yes. So, I'm at a loss here, because my 90s villain uh, quota does say I have to do evil by the end of the episode, but we did find out that if Spider-Man's villains had done proper... Uh, good laboratory practices, they would have been better off um, if they had. Maybe this is your your lesson. Yes, yes. You fools at the academy. Now you see why you need to be safe. Yeah, no, you, uh, you've learned from their mistakes. You're going to measure twice, cut once. I am the only scientist. I'm the only disgraced former mad scientist. Mad former disgraced scientist? Current mad. <laughs> And I'm trying to make the, the acronym sound cool, but it's not really working. But anyway, I'm the only one to act, to actually make those fools at the Academy see uh, the true power of my uh, genius or something like that. <laughs> well, uh, would you like to take the uh, these Spider-Man villains to the final rating place? Uh, let me run that past, uh, past my manager, oh, okay. who is me. <laughs> actually, it's probably you. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to, to, to go there. All right, cool, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you want to organize this? Them as a collective? The uh, the Spider-Man movie villains? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Spider-Man movie villain as a concept, as an archetype. Hmm. The thing I like about the Spider-Man villains is that they always uh, appear as a mirror, a foil to what Peter is like going through. Yeah. And way it has to, he's contemplating. Sandman, maybe not so much. In, in, I mean, there's some. Oh, I guess the, the you know the connections to him and Uncle Ben, certainly. Uh, I guess Venom takes the cake in that movie when it comes to parallels. Yeah. Also, not a, we didn't really get into the Venom movie, but then again, Spider Man's not in that, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, we can. I, I, Venom deserves his own episode. Oh, for sure. For sure. In the first Spider-Man movie, you see both an accident that causes Peter's, like, you know, uh, powers, and a kind of a purposeful, a purposeful, like, you know, pushing away from the scientific norm that causes uh, the Green Goblins. Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, the similar parallels can be drawn throughout the, the rest of them. They're all fun, and I love how they all, not all of them, but some of them have animal bits. And the other ones are just like, you know, yeah, sure, you can say I'm from an animal, but I I kind of wear a fishbowl on my head, and I do illusion, illusions. I'm kind of just made of sand, though. And I wear a, a leopard pelt and kill people. I am a chameleon. I wear... Oh, wait, you already did a craven? Never mind. <laughs> the, the chameleon is also a really good one. Yeah. Uh, the scorpion. Um, <laughs> the tinkerer. Uh... Like, these are all... Even the lame ones, I think, are amazing. I don't know Pace Pop Pete very well, but I know that that's that's one. <laughs> yeah, so I... Everything you want in a villain. Uh, are they everything you want in a monster, though? Because they are all kind of people. Troubled people who have gone astray. And I think that the, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home goes on a proper path of, like, hey, uh, there's some good in them. There's some correction to have here. Proper lab practices can save them. Yeah. So I, I want to give them a solid uh, sinister six out of six. Nice. Very good. And, and yeah, the a monster is just fundamentally a person who's, like, uh, messed up for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, look, we all know that Spider-Man and Batman have the best villains out of all the superheroes. Agreed. So Spider-Man villains are a thing that I've identified with quite strongly in the past. I mean, I think you crushed it with the theme rating. I think I also have to give it a Sinister Six out of Sinister Six. Well, there we go. Uh, the uh, uh, home run of hero haters. Oh. 
<laughs> so very nice. <laughs> thank you. Well, we were. I think we were both in our elements of this episode. Yeah. No, we got to talk about ventilation and like <laughs> genetics. It's it's gonna be a hard time until that happens again. But uh, tune in in case that's in our near future. I uh, hope you love the episode. I know I had a good time. Uh, share share with a friend. Uh, re, uh, we've got plenty of other ones in our backlog if you want to check out some of our other awesome, uh, you know, experiments with monsters from mythology and folklore and that we just see on the street. And we say, hey, you. And they're like, rada, rada. And we were like, okay, <laughs> we'll do an episode. Share this episode with a friend or with that insidious insect, Spider-Man. <laughs> Definitely show Spider-Man our show. Definitely don't show Andrew Garfield this episode. Um, show him one where I was really hot. Is that any of them? Fuck. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it, Allie. Okay. All right. Uh, tune in next time. when We travel to the, uh, to the marshes. We get knee deep in all that mokely mud. Uh, Zahak. Squatch Lorette, maybe. Um, Slenderman? One of them. I've got a vampire, Allie. Okay, yeah, no, we found it. This episode almost wasn't a retrospective. (laughs) Unlike the past seven episodes we've done. (laughs) 